sounded quite nice. That was very good. That was a good opening. It was. For our pilot episode of the, what have we called this? Tenacity so far. Yeah. So we've we got with the Tenacious. The tenacious, ten- yeah, yeah. The Tenacious podcast with the Tenacious Trio. There we go. We've got Taylor Rank to my left and Kyra on my right. And I'm Nathan the Badger Atkins. Uh, and today we're going to start off our little podcast series. Who knows where this is going to go uh, and how long these podcasts will last. But we'll give it a shot. <laughs> one and done. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's a recorded one and done as well. There's no redos. I'm not savvy enough to edit any of this. So uh, luckily that was a good opening can right off the bat. It was good. Yeah, because you, sometimes you have to listen back to like the entire thing. Yeah. Or make time oh, stamps, yeah. I guess, if you say yeah. something inappropriate. We, that may happen but yeah. I think we're just going to have to run with it um, yeah so to our listeners be a little forgiving because this is going to come off the cuff with probably not a lot of thought behind a lot of it could also potentially be R18 <laughs> also if you have children around I've been told that I curse excessively I'll try and limit that on this yeah maybe save this uh, for the car trips when you're by yourself yeah yeah then yeah don't limit it you got to be yourself True. I think it's very important Sometimes good myself is very offensive <laughs> uh, what are we we're going to talk about Topic number one. Topic, topic number one. Do is that we're gonna open with that? We're gonna open with <laughs> open what with a better oh. way to start. Wow. So uh, I had a little procedure a couple of weeks ago. Most people know about it already, but I had a vasectomy. Um, it's funny. I tried to get it done in December. For those who don't know the story here, I booked it in, and I also booked in a friend to do it with me at the same time. Not actually at the same time. Holding hands. Not holding hands on the on the same day. They tried. We tried. He wouldn't let us. Um, said something about he's not as sharp with his left hand as his right and he didn't want to mess it up so uh so uh, we were going in where did you take that so i went in there did the consultation definitely i, I want this vasectomy we're done we've got two of the most perfect children in the world there's no need to try again we'll only mess it up uh so we went through the consultation i'm on the table pants down he's jostling my junk around uh and then I bring up that I'd taken, taken a couple of Nurofen beforehand as a preemptive painkiller, which you're meant to do, but not Nurofen. You're meant to take just regular old Pamol or something. And uh, so he's, he's there, pants down, and he just basically, is, it's, it was like a bad date ending really abruptly. He was like, yeah, no, we're done. Like really short and sharp, that's it, it was over. And uh, so I had to, had to bail out, but luckily enough, my friend still had to go through with it on the day. <laughs> So I felt pretty bad about that. What? So why can't um, you take Nurofen before you go? It thins your blood and oh. there's a high blood flow through the testicles or at least through that, that little part there. So once you get cut, it takes a while to stop bleeding. And so you will have uh, some well, complications. Yeah, yeah. It's a sensitive area. So high blood flow. Okay. Some people say that it was a sabotage to try and get him to have more children. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess... <laughs> Bring in Kyra into the story. <laughs> I tell Kyra, hey Kyra, I need some paracetamol or something for this vasectomy thing. So don't worry, I got you covered. I've got a bunch of drugs in my locker. She cracks open her little pill bag. <laughs> she jostles past the testosterone needles and gets to the uh, what I thought was paracetamol. And uh, I popped them out, took them. And then uh, I was putting them back in and I noticed it said Nurofen on them. And I was like, eh, what could it hurt? Yep. Turns out it could have hurt a lot. Yep. Yeah. Got, a phone, got a phone call in the middle of a workout from a very abrupt Nathan saying, what drugs did you give me? I was like, I think it was Nurofen. He was like, can't get it done. 
hangs up the phone and I just die a little bit inside because <laughs> I have ruined. I, like, was, I was pretty livid. Oh, months of planning and discussing with his wife and like settling on finally doing this procedure. And I botched it, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> they had to wait. Yeah, yeah. So it's done now. It was done a week and a half ago. Uh, for the guys out there thinking about it, do it. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's uh, not that painful. It hurts much less than getting injection in your gum for, for a tooth out. Yeah. yeah. There's some, some of that little bit of discomfort, like where you get, I wouldn't say punched in the nuts or anything like that, because it's not quite that bad, but maybe a little sack tap. That kind of feeling gets you a couple of times during the procedure, but overall, not too bad. Um, recovery afterwards, it's like basically a puncture wound through the front of your scrotum. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> sounds worse than it is. Sounds fucking But yeah, didn't even take a band-aid. Didn't, did nothing, just, uh, yeah, healed pretty quick. Uh, and do I'm, you think you recovered properly? Like, do you think you overdid it at any point? Yes, no, good point. So I took that day off and the next day I was pretty, pretty careful and on Saturday I got bored and lonely so I started trying to see people uh, and that was fine Sunday is pretty relaxed day Monday I did a full day of work which you know it's not like it's not like I'm a builder where I'm lifting stuff too often but a little bit of movement and even just standing for that amount of time um, I think that set me back I was in quite a bit of pain and a bit of discomfort on Monday afternoon it took about two or three days after that to come right again and yeah like a week later I did my first workout two days ago and it was pretty basic stuff. You are, they, they do recommend two weeks off yeah. from exercising. Yeah, two to six. Yeah. Nathan's taken one week off. <laughs> so we'll see. In the next podcast, we'll review. Be tenacious. <laughs> and uh, I really like what it's done to your voice. You yeah. it out. Even it out. Pitch higher, I like yeah. it. It's quite nice. <laughs> Not so throaty anymore. <laughs> And this doesn't affect your testosterone, does it? No, I checked into that, to all the guys worried about that. That was one of the first things I looked into. Because I'm probably already running out as it is. Um, but yeah, it definitely doesn't affect testosterone. Been running out for years. Feel pretty good. Uh, and I did, did, yeah, did like a proper CrossFit workout today. Did Yeti today. Uh, and that's, that went well. Went okay. So happy to be back into things. Yeah. Yeah, so diet and exercise also helps you recover from traumatic surgeries. I guess so. Wow. I guess being, being relatively fit and healthy helped with the recovery. Yeah. So I'm back into it. So again, to all those guys thinking about it, just pull the pin and go for it. What are you waiting for? Momentary bit of pain for a lifetime of assurance. Hopefully. <laughs> Again, no. we'll check back in about six months' yeah, time yeah. to see if we Children can't I do. Yeah, I do have to take in a sample. Which has been weird. I think on that might weird. be more weird. I told you weeks. this. You gotta be okay. careful though, because my uncle did get a vasectomy. Mm. Thirteen years later. <laughs> I don't number think three. Here it comes. Thirteen years is a long time. Right. Like. And then your mind, you're like, you're done with children, right? Absolutely. They're, they're done. And then all of a sudden, a little bundle of joy is on our way. Thirteen did year they difference. Get a, did they get a blood test. <laughs> That was uh, the first question that came up. <laughs> I, I believe it was one of the first questions that was asked. And uh, affirmative that the test proved that he was indeed the father. Wow. I was yeah. excited to go on Maury. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is that like, everyone has a little story. Not everyone, mm. but a lot of people have that story. But that is a tiny everyone, percentage. Yeah. Everyone knows a yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 Knows a guy who knows a guy. Yeah. It's, uh, the odds are it'll be fine. Yeah. And the procedure that I got done, it was like, what, I don't know. There's one where they just kind of tie the end off, whatever. They cut it, take a section out, 
and then cauterize the ends. So, Soldering iron. Yeah, a laser actually. Quite exciting. Um, could you smell it? Well, you, yeah, you could. Oh, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> uh, leave us a comment if you'd like to see a photo. That's what, that's what resting human smells like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's much, much better than I think what the ladies have to go through. Oh, that's pretty invasive, isn't it's it? It's real invasive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Apologies, I just realised I slurped that. It's a fit aid, though. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. Well, that brings us to our sponsors. Today's fit aid. Today's fit aid brought to you by. We're not actually sponsored, and we have no deal with them for this podcast. But if you're listening, fit aid. We love you. We love you, and maybe chuck us, chuck us some fit aids. More, more fit aids. You can never have too many. Ask Jordan. Yeah, it's good. Um, oh yeah. So around there. Who would like to jump on the podcast with us sometime? Another yes. thing, if you'd like to join us uh, in the booth, we're actually not in the booth, we're in the middle of the gym. But uh, if you want to join us on the podcast, you've got some stuff to say, you think you'd get along well with us, or maybe you wouldn't, and that would be exciting too. Uh, yeah, hook us a line and we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to bring up. Ooh, so that was uh, the name of the podcast. We could use a little help. We've we've decided to call it what was it the tenacious the, Jesus it's super memorable <laughs> it's not sticking it's really yeah. it's, no we, it's, it we've got to get good. used to us we've got the what the tenacious podcast yeah yeah anyway uh, but if you think you've got a better name for it let us know and we'll give it a shot good tenac <laughs> just yeah. you written it down oh, just to make sure I remember it yeah <laughs> to knock PC <laughs> um, and then so yeah let us know if you think you've got a better name but. It's pretty cool. I like it. Mm. And another thing that I was thinking would be quite cool to talk about is Mick from Alba Tree Services. Mm. He's one of the sponsors of the gym. He had a, he had a pretty cool idea. Uh, so we've got these sponsors of the gym. I'll rattle them off now. We've got Matapo Garage. They are awesome. They take care of my car. They should take care of yours. So go see them. They take, take care, care of Taylor's. Yeah. Car is still holding out. Hear that, Benny? I have to clean. Hear that, Benny? I have to clean it first, Benny. She's just embarrassed. I'm very embarrassed. Uh, but they are great people. Go see them. Uh, Alba Tree Services, as I mentioned, if you need anything done with your, your trees, uh, just general gardening, um, and maybe just some vacuuming around the house. Mick <laughs> loves to come around and help with that stuff. Give him a, a, a shout out. Uh, we've got Coop, Kane, Kane from Bailey's. If you're looking to sell a house, maybe even buy a house. Give him a call. You know, maybe if you just want him to come over to your house and hang out. And then we've got Zen, uh, Zen Builders, Big Ziggy and Caitlin. They are awesome. If you're looking at building a house or getting renovations done, Go see those guys. We've got Piperite Drainage. Dan the man. Give him a shout if you have any poo problems outside the house. He's an outside poo problem guy. Really not into it. Apparently not. He knows how to do it. He can do it. But it, he's kind of big deal stuff. I think it'd be mm. a, maybe a waste of his time. Large guy. Yeah, yeah. If you need a hole dug, he's your guy. That's to deal with the big shit. Yeah. And we've also got World Travelers, which at the moment is pretty tough. So probably don't travel the world. But contact Nicole for a cake. They are delicious. Mm. Yeah, yeah good. So, shameless plugging aside, Mick from Albert Tree Service had a cool idea. I thought it was a cool idea, and I'd be quite keen to give it a shot. Let us know what you think. But it would be that maybe myself, I go to each of the sponsors' businesses for a day and put in like an actual proper hard day's work at uh, a proper business instead of here at my <laughs> playground. A proper business, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to this instead train sitting, sitting at one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, it's two o'clock. Two o'clock doing a podcast actually go lift some stuff and yeah be, be productive Which, with these who, people so, who do you think you would have would be the toughest what do you think would Dan. challenge you the most hands down Dan he would crush me into the ground I think <laughs> he, would, he would be remorseless and decimating me 
Um, yeah. It, it would be fun. I think I would learn a lot. Yeah. Um, I would make him so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> the lack of skills in that area uh, would drive him insane. Yeah. You could probably dig a good hole. I think, yeah, if you, if, yeah with a, a shovel. But I think if you put me in a, sh- in a machine to dig a hole, I would love that. But I don't it, think you would it, do would that. Take, it would take some time. And it might be in the wrong place. I think you're giving yourself less credit than you deserve. I appreciate that. Let's put it to the test, Dan. Dan from Piperite, let's make it happen. And we'll video it, and we'll put it up so everyone can see how amazing you are and how practically terrible I probably am. I had to dig a ditch for a drain one time for my granddad. How old were you? Uh, I think I was like... 13. He was alive? He was like 13, yeah. He was alive. He was okay, alive. it wasn't like the <laughs> final <laughs> ditch for <laughs> 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 you. No, I had to dig a ditch for a drain at my granddad's right, house. Right, sorry, sorry. When I was like 13, um, it, it took me like nine hours, and he wouldn't do a, a damn thing to help me. Really? And I remember he was like, there's three ways to do things. He was like, there's the right way, there's the wrong way, and there's my way. He was like, guess which way we're doing it. And I was like, probably the wrong way. <laughs> 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 he didn't like it. That's probably why it made me work for How big hours. was it? Uh, it was probably about eight, nine meters long. That's uh, it had big. to be about yeah, it had to be about couldn't be more than half a meter deep. Jeez. But it's basically just a drain at the base of the hill because he lived down grade. So basically the water wouldn't run into the foundation mm. of the drain that would lead it away. But I don't know why you don't hire big. somebody to do that. Like you're thirteen year old. Well you do, you hire Dan <laughs> from Pipewright. Until you hire. <laughs> Good. I like how we segue into these. That's good. <laughs> Great shameless plugs. Um, cool. Maybe maybe then we send Taylor. He's got experience. Send Taylor to Dan. Oh. I can dig a hole. You'll spend the day shooting guns. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go to Nicole. Make cupcakes all day. I'll be the well, taste I was kind of hoping for that one, eh? Nah, I'll fight you for it. I think I'm a little scared of going to work with Mick. I'm pretty sure I'm going to fall out of a tree. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. At least badgers land on all fours. So. <laughs> it's the whiskers, I think, that give them their balance. I don't know. Oh, that's a thing. <laughs> oh, good. Um, Taylor, you did a little. Uh, we, we meant to talk about this ages ago, actually, mm. but I'd like to bring it up now. Is the carnival diet you went on? Yeah, that's kind of a segue as well, because I believe we're doing another one, uh, a fitness challenge. Not really a fitness challenge, but a kind of like a nutrition challenge that coincides with the open, most likely, right? Um, and I had an, I, I've known several people, and I've done a lot of diets in the past. Like I've done the whole. You go pescatarian for a while, or you do vegetarian. Um, the only thing I really haven't done is vegan, but I've done keto. I did um, the carnivore diet, and um, all of them are actually. I, I like to experiment with my body. Maybe, maybe you know, you did the carnivore diet. You killed a lot of animals with that one. Yeah. Maybe you owe the world the vegan diet. Maybe I for do. Thirty days. Mm. Maybe I do. But uh, to be quite frank, um, in my opinion, to eat properly as a vegan. It's very difficult. It takes a lot of attention to detail. You have to pay attention to which amino acid you're getting from which source. Make sure you're getting all of them for you know muscle brain development, things like that. Um, that's just out of my realm of capacity or desire to do that. Um, and veganism, as far as an ethical decision, I can agree with it. From a nutritional standpoint, I, I think it's relatively an inferior diet to other, based upon what I like to do, what I want to look like, and how my body functions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my opinion. So. So I, I agree with that. I, I think as a moral standpoint, if you don't like the mistreatment of animals, well, I think everyone doesn't like the mistreatment of animals, but if it crosses that line for you, I can get behind you. I can, I can be like, cool, that's your reason for not doing it. I respect that. It's no problem. But I think as like, that's a superior diet, I disagree. And, I, and I'm not saying that there's a blanket diet for everybody. I think yeah. people's bodies respond differently to different things, clearly with autoimmunes and uh, food intolerances, things like that. But 
um, as far as an ease standpoint and an effectiveness standpoint, I can easily say that carnivore was probably the best as far as the results I experienced from body composition, energy levels, uh, performance as far as working out and endurance training. Um, I didn't really see any drop off other than the fact that a recovery after like a long duration training, like say you're going to go ride your bike up, repack you some hills and then dive down. Uh, I kind of feel like I was at an energy deficit for the remainder of the day until the next day. Wake up the next day, have breakfast, feel fine. Yeah. Um, but that's, so I've heard, I've heard that's the one big thing is the toilet time changes yeah. a little bit. Uh, so the initial reaction when you tell people is like, I'm going to go carnivore, like, oh, you're going to get like cancer or your bowels are going to lock up on you or whatever. And it's actually quite the opposite. Uh, for the first week, it's like fire exit, like explosive <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> Like where the how much morning do you get? The bowl, the bowl of the uh, the toilet's never really clean, oh. um, so you do have to give it some attention. You don't get much time. Like me in general, like when I have to poop, it's coming pretty quick. Like I don't, yeah. My internal sphincter is not amazing. I guess you could did say. Did you did you keep drinking coffee? You still had coffee. I still had coffee, yeah. um, but I ate purely meat and eggs for six weeks. Uh, the last two weeks, I incorporated some things like cheese and some different other animal products uh, into the diet. I uh, didn't really notice much of a change um, when I incorporated those. Um, but I think when we do this next challenge, I'll probably do something very, very similar. And so you, like, you thought it was that good? That I thought it was very good. When given the option, yeah. you try it again. And given the option, I probably would do it again. But given that I have a, a new infinite home and a toddler and all that stuff, like when my son's eating ice cream mm. or whatever, he's like, Dad, you want a bite? I come back, oh, no, I don't eat that. So just as far as a kind of a lifestyle thing, uh, I don't do it right now. Um, but oh, after sorry. kids and stuff, uh, it'd probably be something that I'd, I'd greatly consider as just shifting to in general. Mm. Cost-wise compared to a regular? It's actually not that much. One of the benefits of it i found is that you don't realize how much shit that you actually eat and snack on on a daily basis. Garbage that your body doesn't need. Yeah. And it, the, the true benefit, I think, of the carnivore diet is, number one, it's an elimination diet. So you eliminate garbage, therefore you're just not eating as much, so therefore you're at basically a calorie deficit, right? And when you're eating the same thing over and over again, by nature, you don't want to eat as much of it. So mm. eating what you need basically makes it very, very simple. Um, and the, the caloric reduction, I guess, is probably one of the biggest benefits. But it's also you're eating no garbage that your body is going to have an adverse reaction to. So any inflammation and all yeah. that stuff leaves. So I've had several operations. I've got some arthritic joints here and there from my times playing football. And with the carnivore diet, all those things, swelling in my knees after squatting or running, tightness in the shoulder, they all basically disappeared. Wow. Um, and uh, the bowel movements, they basically, they get better, but they, be, they become very, I guess, sparse in their frequency and they're not so very not, much. not once a day anymore? Not once a day. Maybe every other day. Um, possibly once a day. Save some time. Yeah, but even then, like it's, a lot. it's not much. You poop a lot um, mm. because you're basically Often. Just eating Often. the basic what you need. So yeah, it was good. Um, and frequent. So you say you like you're not snacking as much. You would just have a couple of big meals. Is that how you kind of ended would, up doing it? I would eat like two ribeyes, some bacon, and like four eggs for breakfast. And then I wouldn't eat again. It's the Ron Swanson diet. Yeah. Right? I'll have all the bacon. <laughs> That's what I said. Like, in this and, establishment. And everybody's like, aren't you sick of it? And I can plainly say that every time I sat down and there was a steak in front of me, it was, I was never upset about eating it. Like, no, I was never like, God, oh, this sucks. It always tasted good. It was always fine. 
Um, but I wouldn't eat again until dinner, and I wouldn't even be hungry until I started eating. Mm. Once I started eating, I was like, oh, oh yeah. wow, I'm actually pretty Yeah, hungry. that was my next question was, yeah. how, did you get hungry? Which no. is pretty cool. Uh, the first week, yeah. yeah. Um, and Not I that guess, being hungry is bad. Yeah. Like, I think we, we associate being hungry as I've got to eat now, whereas yeah. you can ride that for a while before you need to eat. And also a lot of hunger is thirst. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people misinterpret that. Um, stress. I found myself drinking a lot more because I would drink tea and stuff, just no sugar or anything like that, just basically tea leaves and water. Mm. Um, I would drink that just throughout the day and that would kind of, I guess, satiate me or trick me into thinking that I wasn't hungry, but I was never really hungry. Um, unless I had a big training session or like mm. a long ride or run, then I would be hungry that night. But for the most part, you don't need to eat because you're not hungry and you're eating high quality foods and no inflammation, it was a, it was a good thing. What about the lack of vitamins from vegetables and fruits? Um, I was supplementing with fish oils and probiotics and I guess that would be one of the arguments against it. Yeah. But I know people who have done it for years and yeah. they have no vitamin deficiency. Mm. Yeah. Um, from things like so it's that. like the body basically breaks down all the amino acids and makes the, the building blocks it needs and covers its own bases because yeah. the protein is so universal. Oh, I was going to say, so yeah. why can it do that with a carnival diet and it can't adapt that way with like a, like a vegetarian or a vegan? Yeah. It's because the, the proteins the are protein, more complex. The fats are far more, yeah. Yeah. Or divert, yeah. yeah. And it's complex. also because the fat plays a, it's a bigger driver, I believe. Um, yes. When you're That's, using and converting yeah. fat to energy into oh, yeah. ketones yeah. and things like that. And people ask if I was in ketosis. I didn't test it. Pretty sure I was. Uh, yeah. Just from almost zero carbohydrate yeah. ingestion. Um, but, I mean, it's pretty crazy. We have like, the glycogen neogenesis. So, the, the issue that I hear a lot about the keto diet, and you've done that as well, right? Yeah. 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 Is, is that you lose your explosivity pretty quickly like it's it's great for endurance but not so good for power power athletes did you find when you first did you find it when you did keto that that was the case and did you find it if yes was it the same when you did the carnival diet did you find you dropped off with your explosive power when i started the keto diet i had the keto flu like the mm. first week like i felt terrible like didn't have any energy had a headache had things like that mm. but then after that the energy levels were pretty good I lost a lot of weight. I think I went from, I think like 94 kilos down to almost 83, because I did it for over two months. Um, but I wasn't, I, w I didn't change my frequency of training. I was training at, at the same clip. Um, I did feel a little bit weaker as far as weightlifting movements went, but I guess with the drop in weight, my gymnastics scale and strength and capacity went up. Yeah. Um, if you want to be big, strong, and explosive, I wouldn't say keto is the way for you to go, no. uh, especially in, I guess, the sport of CrossFit. Um, but from endurance training and things like that, I, mean, I didn't see any difference. Cool. Um, but I didn't see any real benefit either from it. Yeah. I mean, just no drop off, I'd say, from endurance training. Okay. In Carnival, was there a drop off anywhere? Or was, did you get the, the flu? No, I didn't. No. Uh, I got a migraine shortly after starting it and finishing it. Um, that could be related. It could not be. I have no idea what causes mine or triggers them. Um, but no, I didn't. I will say when I stopped it and I had like a pretty big day of carbohydrate eating, like I felt sick. So you celebrated hard. Yeah. I, went, I had like, well not, oh, I, mean, I had a bowl full of oatmeal, right? Yeah. With Woo, like maple out. syrup, there was some Whoa, berries, like some down. carbo loading, right? Yeah. And I just felt horrible the next day. I just <laughs> like full of water and stuff, but no, I think uh, I, carnivore, I think was probably my greatest result, personally speaking. That's obviously going to be different for anybody who mm. tries different things, but for me, that's definitely ringing true. Oh, that's good. Well, there you go, team. So you'd recommend the carnival diet potentially if people didn't have an issue with the whole moral of 
moral issues of eating all the animals. Yeah, and like yeah. the non-sustainability of it, this, that, and the other. Like, yeah. I guess mm. if you're you know, Joe Rogan, it's sustainable because you walk into the mountains and kill an elk. But yeah. for most people, it's not. And he's a millionaire. It seems yeah, to help with everything. Yeah. Yeah. They can do things that most of us can't. But yeah. If you're not against it and you, re- you want to see a reduction in body fat um, without losing uh, much muscle mass and without sacrificing like your days for like calorie counting, food prep, things like that, worrying about how many grams of fat you're eating, how many carbs you're eating, all that kind of stuff. You just eat things that have a face or come out of an animal, and you're good to go. Yeah. Eat things with a face. I almost want to leave it at that. That's a great way to end things. That is. Oh, good. River are nice. Uh, cool. Maybe, would... maybe we'll do it again. So I'll, I'll go ahead and commit to it. I'll do it for this whole... I'll do it during the open. Really? We'll see how we go. You sure? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Um, and, and there's uh, one. That's our not, first I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to win the Open, so you might as well look really shredded while you do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's pretty good. It makes Because that's what people remember is the, or look at is the photos yeah. during and, and afterwards. That's yeah. what matters. Side yeah. note, that's why you always wear your weight belt under your shirt. So people don't know you're wearing it. Oh. Right? People taking photos. Sneaky. Cover that thing up. Cover, cover the weight belt up? Yeah. Don't be ashamed of your weight belt. Weak, weak midline? <laughs> midline. <laughs> or just don't wear one. Helps As you don't you have to anymore. Say. Oh, I don't have to, yeah. You don't have uh, to Because it got stolen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you, whoever took it. I have a particular set of skills. No, I don't. I have barely He's, any skills. He says he was a He's Korean. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Korean spy. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, this is, this, is, this is good for us, this little test. Mm. The podcast. Yeah. Uh, we were going to talk about our little gripe with social, 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 social media, media yes. as well. Um, yeah, we all, we all feel pretty similar about this, right? Can't you kind, kind of, of yes and no. We say I that, am, but then Kyra is the most. I am addicted on it. to it. So, oh. like, as someone scroller, scroller yeah, scroller. absolute mindless, absolutely mindless scroller. Um, I was actually listening to another podcast today. It's cheating on this one, um, <laughs> and. Uh, it was Matt Fraser that was actually saying about, they talked a little bit about it, and he said, great, can be a great tool, like, can be an absolutely fantastic tool, but it also gives, you know, normally if someone has an opinion about something, they sort of say it to their friends and their neighbours, and then if it's a good opinion, they'll back them up, and then if it's really good, then generally they'll get a crowd behind them, then they'll get their soapbox to stand on and talk about it and all that kind of business. Mm. So it's kind of got a bit of a backing and a little bit of substance behind it. I think social media gives every Tom, Dick and Harry a platform to stand on and talk about anything they want, which can be great, can also be very dangerous. Mm. I agree. Mm. Cool. I I don't have a soapbox. My major gripe with it is like the depth of relationships and the, I guess, yeah. the imagined value that it, it, it gives yeah. or, or that people Absolutely. have about it. Because when you break it down and you look at it, I mean, I guess like a, a funny example is like when Snapchat was sold for or offered to be sold for, you know, billions of dollars or whatever. It's like the only value that has is the value that the people use it give it, right? And it's all pretty much imagined, okay? Because yes, I guess data and things flow through there and people buy things, but I mean, that's not really what social media in my mind is intended for. Right, and the fact that if somebody appears on social media, and because they look good, and because they're just, I guess, portraying this image of themselves, it kind of can rally the support, and people want to be like that. And the other thing, when most of it's not real, and it doesn't have any depth to it, right? Mm. And you can't expect a virtual relationship and virtual interaction, no matter who it is with, 
to have the same impact or I guess influence that an interpersonal relationship has with somebody. Yeah, I yeah I hate the lack of depth yeah. to social media. They could just they can come on, they can act like they're some sort of motivational guru on social media, and then turn around and be the complete mess in their own life. And that that gets a little irritating to watch happen on social media. Mm. And I have friends who are they're competitive athletes, and I mean they're on. They have you know hundreds of thousands of followers, and via that they can it's a platform and they get sponsors and they do all these things and I guess yeah. for a very small percentage of the population it can be beneficial. I think yeah I think it's great for that to return the favor for your sponsors yeah. would be awesome yeah hey guys this is what I, what I take to be awesome these mm-hmm. guys are great they've treated me well mm-hmm. that kind of stuff for me as a, as a business owner I felt the, re- the return on the time you put into social media mm-hmm. isn't there yeah, yeah. Um, unless you decide that my business is going to run through social media and be an online coach or whatever sure then you've got to go all out on social media but for a, a bricks and mortar business like this mm. it's it's there's no no massive return on it most of the people that are watching it on social media they go to other gyms anyway if they're mm. looking for a gym or looking around the fitness industry they, they're already at a gym yeah it's like it's one of the reasons i do it is you kind of keep tabs on the people who are local to you that are doing the same things yeah. to you, you have a similar interest and that pops up yeah. and you go oh i'll follow them see what they're doing today but i've already got my established place i don't yeah and i think a lot of our members came to us through website over oh far more yeah, yeah absolutely. facebook instagram all that yeah, kind of stuff yeah it's, it's barely made a dent mm. if it's through instagram and this is where it kind of reinforces my point it's that they're from another gym coming to do a drop-in yeah from out of town they already have their own place this is just somewhere mm. they know of and and that's <coughs> like it that's sort of the what you're going to use social media for like yeah. is the tool intended if, you, if it's obviously not a good marketing tool and out like you know for us it hasn't been the key marketing tool so then we look at it and go okay what would we use it for to share things for our members and, and that kind of side of things yeah how's that going to benefit us as a business if yeah we're not going to use it for marketing that's right yeah so for the most part we just use it to entertain yeah it's just an entertainment tool. we put up funny pictures or whatever um, I even as I used to think like you know we, if we put up it's got to be something educational or entertainment but the, mm. even the education thing it's saturated it's saturated but also it's so fleeting it's yeah. only up there for a second then it scrolls away and you've basically put a lot of time and effort into something that matters and means something but no one's going to see it or if they see it it's for a second yeah and then two weeks later someone comes and asks you that question and you go well, did, did you not see my Instagram post it just I seems so fruitless to me. Seems I, so, I like sustainability and I like long-term kind of stuff. This is just seems so temporary and pointless. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, and our generation consumes things on an yeah. instantaneous three-second basis. I don't want to go too much down the rabbit hole. This is the last thing I'll say about it. <laughs> Try to collect my thoughts so it's not just a rant mm. right here. But I've been, I've been listening to a book uh, on the, the journey back and forth from my house to work uh, on my commute. Um, and it basically just talks about how social media now is in a way it's ruining what I would call the human experience right like I said not going down the rabbit hole but most people today especially young people um, they interact in a way that we're unfamiliar with right I'm not familiar with really worrying about my life on Instagram right Mm. we're almost to a point it becomes a reality where people will now go experience something right it'll be there they'll break their phone out that's pretty cool they'll take a picture of it they'll upload it and they'll wait for the likes and they'll forget that they even experienced it. Mm. Much like today, we hurry through, we go to the, we worry so much about what are we gonna order on Uber Eats, this, that, and the other thing. It finally shows up, you eat it, but you're not even tasting it because you're on social media worrying about the likes, right? And it just leads to these, I guess, fake interactions, or I guess not, shallow interactions with people that are not very rewarding, that can be highly toxic, 
that make people uncomfortable, right? And I am one, the quote from the book said, if you're not comfortable in your own body with your own experiences, how can you ever be comfortable in the world, right? So I think people do need to just get off the device, reestablish your personal relationships. Not to be you can't get on there, but mm. you, should, you shouldn't be on there for more than a few, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes a day. Live your life, experience the life, and then grow from there, and then you can worry about all other stuff. But I think human experience and interaction needs to be the basis of your social network, mm. not social media. Deep. Done. I'm done. Deep depth from Taylor. Yeah, you're done. That's good. J- J- actually, my wife Jenny talks about that a little bit, the, uh, the social interaction thing. So you have like addiction, and yeah. the, the opposite of addiction isn't not addiction, it's connection. Yeah. That's what she talks about. So, yeah, like you said, people are addicted to social media, what you need to do is get up that and reconnect with the people in your circle, mm. and then hopefully you'll realize how deep and rich that is and yeah. get rid of the social media. Because it stunts your social connection and yeah. social ability to connect with other people. People be awkward these days because they don't have to talk or interact yeah. with somebody. Yep. Yeah, it's true. But I will apologize for one thing because a couple of other side notes that, or the opposite opposition to that brought up a good point a long time ago is that it's also to help for, as a business, I should be a little more aggressive with it yeah. because it helps our people feel relevant and connected to the business. Yeah. So that's where I've fallen they short like on social media. They like to see themselves. Yeah. You kind of go, Themselves, oh, cool. their friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is where I fall short on social media. But please forgive me as a coach. My first thought isn't to go and grab my phone or to walk around with my phone and video mm. you guys. It's literally to be there in the moment yeah. to teach you and to, and to see you move and stuff like that. So yeah. if I missed your first muscle up and didn't put it on social media, it's not because I didn't care. Yeah. It's because I was in the moment with you hoping you would get that thing so bad yeah and I, I, I like to see things like that on social media because you know I put things like that on my own and I've done the same thing been like oh cool I'll take you know take some videos in class and there's just nowhere if I'm taking a video I want to be watching you and cueing you and making sure you're moving well and I don't want to be doing that with a camera in your face or you know you just oh, it's so hard to find so the good. time and the energy to be both filming and tagging people and putting on Instagram in the moment and yeah. as well as being an effective coach and that is ultimately oh, the priority. You no, I don't you think can't. you can yeah, you got your coach first, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times I've made a video yeah. and then gone to watch it, to post it yeah. and been like, oh, I can't believe I was missing that movement pattern or whatever. And <laughs> be like, oh, better delete this one. We're not yeah. putting that, I'm not doing you any favors by putting you up like that, so. And I used to use it like uh, uh, way back when, when I was an athlete, when I had yeah. sponsors and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was on there and I would do it so people could see what I was doing, the people who trained with me, videos up and interactions and stuff was cool. Mm. But I've found as, as bang for your buck as a coach that spends time in a gym, coaching people and clients and things like that, my value is no longer that and that's no longer valuable to me. I just want to be in the gym. So mm. I do as well apologize for that because I'm almost absent on social media in all kinds of contexts. Um, probably shouldn't be, but I feel like it allows me to have more of an impact in what I'm doing. Mm. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, I feel more at home in here. Uh, yeah. But yeah, do, I do apologize because you guys do mean the world to us, but yeah, it's know that it's not because we don't want to do it. It's because we're more into the being there in the moment. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm reading a little book, actually. We'll probably talk about that, too. Mm. Can't read. Good. I can't. I can't read good, <laughs> can't which is read why it's good. taken me so long to read. That's why book. I do audibles. Yeah, audible. I, I can't do it. I just churn them out as yeah. I'm driving yeah, along. Yeah, background Yeah, <laughs> runs three red lights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I'd like to talk. About, it's called Move Your DNA, and it was given to me by this uh, legit movement guru. Her name's Hazel. If you have any issues that we can't handle in the gym, this lady is uh, just a beast. She just sees everything. She. I went and saw her, thinking that it was just. I was basically pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And she just made me stand there in my undies and picked holes at how I stood. It was pretty brutal. You should look good. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was alright. Probably could have won better undies. Sorry, Hazel. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, but she won't do that to you. She did that to me because, yeah, she needed to see where my hips lined up over my feet and weird stuff like that. But, yeah, she's an le absolute legend. If you want the details, let me know. She works with a few other people in the gym. Um, and she's a friend of Jeff Rands. Oh. Yeah, pointless for everybody else listening. But <laughs> Taylor and I have an old mate from Korea who's, whose name is Jeff Rands. And uh, it's his birthday this weekend. Happy birthday. Actually, it's Facebook. not this weekend. It's Asia's birthday. Shout out, Jeff Rands. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jeff. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, she, she put me onto this book called Move Your DNA. And because my feet don't work right, I don't know how much attention you guys put into your feet. But so start, much attention. So, well, you do, yeah, you've Only got giant left. goat feet. <laughs> uh, but apparently mine are worse than Kyra's because they aren't goat feet at all. They're very tight little paddles that don't move very well. Quite great good. arch. I've got great arches and beautiful ankles. Athletic ankles. <laughs> Songs have been that. written about these ankles. <laughs> uh, but yes, but, but the, my little feet, my little feet, my, my, I, have, I have normal size feet, damn it. He's got very little feet. <laughs> I, oh dear. Next time you see him, ask him oh, about his feet. Come on. <laughs> I stuffed the end of my shoes, eh? I'm not actually this <laughs> way. Um, but what happens, sorry, the little muscles in my feet don't work very well. So I don't move my toes very well, which has caused some injuries, which is quite interesting to get down and deep into. But yeah, it's quite cool. This book talks about how uh, in life we've limited our movements so much and we could be so much better, more like monkeys, I guess, if we were living how we should be living. Um, and it's to do with like the other 23 hours. We're real good at coming to the gym. We knock out our hardcore CrossFit workout, and then what do you do? Chill. It matters. We chill. chill. Yeah, we sit on a chair for eight hours at work or whatever. So, my my advice to you is is start to look at the other 23 hours. Um, yeah. So, yeah, as we're currently sitting here now, yeah, we we'll, we'll just sit up, yeah, cross our legs. Um, but yeah, the other 23 hours matters, team. So if you need any advice, advice to figure out what might be going wrong. Uh, maybe hit us up as coaches as well because we're pretty helpful with that stuff. Um, but the first place, check your feet would be my first point of advice. See how your feet move and feel. Do you have an arch? Can you move your toes around? So that's my big thing is I can't move my toes. So I have little like uh, little competition stuff that's terrible. Jenny can play, how was it, paper, scissors, rock with mm. her feet. Yeah. So she like curl them up and, and then splay the toes, toes hard and out. And yeah. then she can like twist toe, th big toe up or yep. big toe down and pull the mm. others in the opposite direction. And basically, mine just go dorsal flex, plantar flex. Like it's that's paddles. all I do. I'm just paddles. Yeah, like rudders. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but I've been working on this, and I walk around all the time, uh, and just trying to accumulate time, just moving my toes around. Uh, so if you see me standing on the gym floor and my my feet are rocking around a little bit, that's what I'm up to. Wiggle, wiggle. And if you um, see me in weird running shoes that are foot shaped, that's why I'm in them. So my feet can splay and spread. Are you like toe shoes? No, foot shaped shoes. So the toe box, if you look at, I'll run in ultra shoes. Yeah. Um, and if you look, the shape is, it emulates a foot. It's a real sharp turn and an angle to the top of the toe. Mm -hmm. oh. um, and it really does make a big difference. You can feel the toes spread and flex like when you run. Wow. Especially if you pronate when you run. Um, yeah. Very, very helpful. Changed the game as far as running for me. Anyways. Yeah. Because um, I got an ankle injury that caused a lot of arch pain. Yeah. Because um, I was constricting my toes. And basically they couldn't run, they couldn't spread, so pressure was falling where it shouldn't be falling. Mm -hmm. Weird angles in the ankle. Yeah. So. That's what it's all about. It's yeah. crazy because your foot doesn't move properly because we're not walking, walking on uneven surfaces anymore. We walk mm -hmm. on flat ground all day inside and foot shoes. coffins, which is your shoes, yeah. and <laughs> and we don't move our feet, and so they become useless little sacks of meat in our shoes. Um, so start walk around with your shoes off all the time. Walk around on uneven surfaces. Yeah. Walk around on some like big smooth rocks, so it doesn't hurt, but yeah, makes your foot curve and move in different directions. Kids, we used to run over gravel. Right, and, and didn't you. No. It blows my eyes. I was walking with my kids the other day down by Sumner, 
after yeah saying saying you and my we walked across these stones and i'm like walking across stones and they they were fine yeah just cruised across it i, I was like oh it's because i weigh more soft feet. it's not nah. it's because my feet don't move and they're weak and, and uncalloused you want so a, you want a nice calloused, calloused foot yeah get calluses you on want. your hands just you like your hands yeah that's yeah big calloused calloused feet it's all callous <laughs> yeah so so that's that's a big thing guys that would be the, the, the educational part of this podcast would be take off your shoes. Mm. Uh, and if you're going to do the standing desk thing, that's awesome. But have either ask us about it or do a little research because yeah. other th- all it does is moves the problem to different areas. Because yeah. so, that's what I did. I, yeah. yeah. Right? And you get sloppy in your standing, your lower back gets loaded. And the other thing is your knee lockout. You go to walk around afterwards or squat and you feel like you've just got two, you're walking around on stilts basically. So I found that out as well. So I switched to a standing desk years ago. And would be fine in the morning, go in the office and stand for a little bit, come back out and couldn't move anymore. So there's little tricks to help you. If you need any help with that, let us know. Uh, But yeah, bare feet, great. Standing desk, good, but do it right. And hang time was the other big thing in the book. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So hanging, because, you know, like, like we have so much untapped potential in our arms. They should be so much stronger. We should be hanging as children all the way through our lives. There's so much potential the human race is missing out on from not being moving 24 yeah, hours a day we stop playing we stop playing yeah it's a big part of it and, and kid, kids get put on desks and things like yeah. Yeah, chairs and desks yeah. and yeah. yeah yeah so yeah don't stop your kids from hanging on stuff mm. unless it's over something dangerous <laughs> yeah so hang time yeah the, other, yeah the interesting thing about the book was she's kind of anti-fitness anti-working out I should say not anti-fitness but anti-working out she's like walking and jogging is probably enough kind of kind of vibe but I think what she was getting at is like the general globo style repetitive movements in a machine where you don't get to express your individual ranges of motion so I don't feel like it applied or at least I'm taking away that it didn't apply to us <laughs> I'm learning I what I want to learn from the book from yeah, I'm picking, yeah yeah but I'll talk to Hazel about this and she'll make me feel like I'm an idiot I would and, take uh, that as a because we're pretty sedentary right we work out yeah. because we're so sedentary yeah when you basically if you look if you if evolution if back in the, the old days believe in then yeah, we were nomadic, right? So yeah. you're working. Mm-hmm. Eight hours a day minimum yeah. is what and they would have been doing. And I think Rich yeah. Froning has a pretty good quote. He says, well, the body was made to work and work hard. Yeah. yeah. Right? So. Well, yeah, this is where general. the book differs a little bit in that, a little bit. So that would be like, you were going to do minimum eight hours of low intensity exercise all day. You're walking, gathering, hunting. It's working hard though. But right? I call that hard work. Hard, yeah, it's a low intensity though, is yeah. what, I, what I mean. But hard work is the short, and they would say like, maybe they would do 20 to 30 minutes of high intensity work a day, which is when they're sprinting or hunt, hunting hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or, or full survival mode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's where the book differs. Whereas now we do nothing all day, and then we come into the gym and expect to be able to go crazy hard mm. for an hour. Well, not even that, you know, depending on what workout you're doing. And then we're like, cool, now I'm fit. So work on your other 23 hours. Mm. And for that, so far, take your shoes off, stand and hang. Cool. And that's, that's my educational bit for this podcast. Thank you. If you want to read a cool book that relates to like barefoot. Move your DNA is what yeah, I've yeah. said. So we'll save your book for next time, okay. all right? So get your own podcast. <laughs> um, but get back to us, team. On, if you like Tenacious Podcast, the Tenacious Podcast name, let us know. Uh, also, let me know if you would watch a video of me uh, ruining people's businesses for them, because uh, I kind of want to do it. I don't, actually, I really want to do it. You have to do it. Yeah, I would like to do it. Mick's already said I can come and hang out, so let us know if you'd watch that. Get back to us on that. What was the other thing we wanted people to? There's something else. Um, I if you want to be on, on the podcast, if you got something yeah. to add, 
let us know. Yeah. Um, we can we can try and work. Even if time. you don't, even if you don't have much to add besides yeah. maybe your voice Just and a sense of humour, some questions, good banter, we'll have you on because I think it'd be quite fun to get the community. And one at a time or whatever, just to just to hang out with us. Yeah, It'd just to just to get to know the members and also to get an outside, you know, a perspective that's outside, you know, us three. Yeah, yeah. Our we echo just validate of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, but also let me add more of your same opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's the the first ever pilot. Well, not the, I guess the pilot means it is the first ever. It's the pilot of the Tenacious Podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You've been amazing. Well, probably. Unless you're driving, then it's a bit dangerous. Probably turned us off by this point. I hope not. <laughs> Good. Outro uh, music. Dun, 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 Badger Podcast, delicious. <laughs> well done. It won't stop. Oh, no.